Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Love Hour podcast. I am your host, Miss Kev on stage, and I am joined by my husband and co-host. The Kev on stage. And when you ask to be a guest on the podcast, you better address her and not me because you see the Facebook post. What what I miss? I miss something. Oh, you miss? Apparently. 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 Oh, yeah. I'll tell you about it. Okay, I was going to say, we could. Nah, Melissa was on one yesterday. I was not. Well, Kev, Kev was triggered, apparently. Yeah, he, apparently. I wasn't triggered. You, I was, you I was, were just triggered by addressing it. I was it. letting the people know. You don't want me to read it? I mean, we're here you now. You don't want me to read it? We're here now. Oh, man, I love some tea. Hold on. This <laughs> I list do. had I do. enough, and 2019 list was dead. 2020 list is yet alive, mm-hmm. and I'm she ain't here list. for the foolishness. You understand me? Yesterday, Melissa Fredericks, dear y'all, if you email me to be a guest on the podcast, here are a few pointers. One, address me to addressing your email to Kev only is annoying, condescending, and disrespectful to the amount of work I put into the podcast. I'll even accept dear love our team, but only acknowledging Kev will get you nowhere but marked as spam on all future emails. Yep, I do it all the time. (laughs) Nope, I'm not sorry. While we're here, the same goes for Ratchet and Ratchet. Address Doughboy 2. Number two, follow the podcast or me. I always check if you follow the podcast first. I don't even read your whole email before I check. If you don't follow the podcast or me, it feels like social climbing ploy. I'm a genuine fan of every single guest I've ever had on the podcast, cuz. Be a like fan that. of the work that you're interested in being a guest on. Number three. You said cuz? Find it. Right. I added the cuz. No, she she put big the high C in there, <laughs> big man. Big Number three, find the appropriate email address and don't spam us by emailing every single email address you can possibly find. Again, mm-hmm. you'll be marked as spam. Number four, include your social website. I vet all my guests. I need to hear you speak and ensure you have a voice with a point of view that's credible. I can't vet you if your whole profile is memes, your dog, or your kids. Or create a professional page. Even better. That's all. That's it. That's all. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It was a nice clean sign It needed to be said. <laughs> It does. Respect the host. She says host mm-hmm. with co-host. The host. Don't address co-host. Mm-hmm. You don't introduce her. Nah, she introduced me. Mm-hmm. Ah. Respect her gangster. I loved it, Liz. More of it. Well, first of all, the only reason why I said it is because we announced that uh, Love Hour After Dark yesterday. And mm-hmm. so, of course, I get a flood of, I'm willing to be a guest, I'm willing to be a guest, I'm willing to be a guest, I'm willing to be a guest. But it's always like, dear Kev, I saw your post and I'm always like, you Kev didn't even, didn't even make the post. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want you to know if you need this, I'm willing to be on. And it happens all the time. And honestly, I was like, I never said anything because I do feel a certain way about like making those type of like, mm-hmm. you know, procl- proclamations, so to speak, or declarations. Um, warranted. But a warranted declaration. Is, and then, but also a few weeks ago, um, Lovey made a post. And actually, hers wasn't like on along the same lines except for the fourth point where she was basically like y'all be asking me to do stuff and i go on your post and i can't verify that you say you can do what you say you can do because right. your post is everything but what you say you can do yes um and so that was like you know what and that happens to me too like i go to vet you and i can't tell that you're a speaker that you do like i feel like you want to use my platform to try out your new venture mm-hmm. well child that ain't gonna work that's for a me part, not for yeah, me not that's to not gonna work. Like, this isn't a training ground yeah yeah, this isn't a training ground. Like, and you, I'm not even saying you have to have thousands of followers. No, but just a lot of times like, your people don't. But right. they're they're good at their craft. Exactly. Have a voice. And it's obvious they do this. They have and an people authentic follow voice. Them. Yes. Exactly. And, and the thing is, you didn't even announce it was a show for guests. No, I did. Well, I cool. said I would get my. I said I would <laughs> get some of my podcast faves to come on because remember oh, okay. I want to do the talking heads mm. thing. I just so, want to jump on the bandwagon. Uh, so anyway, that was kind of the whole like <laughs> post behind that. But a lot of people were very like supportive, which was like good because I don't want people to you know 
they have me, mm. you know, thinking I'm coming off a certain way. But at the same time, I also am very much like, I need y'all to see me too. Like, there's always at least two of us on this platform. Yeah, I'm not gonna be the only one getting in trouble for not seeing her. And Y'all gonna get in trouble for not seeing yeah, her. Yeah, and, that, and that's what it Because <laughs> you're the one that's right next to her when I'm everything's right getting red. And so right. I'm getting hit. Like, and that's why I'm I was comedic like, effect. I don't even need. Dear Miss Fredericks, ah, you could say Melissa. All I'm saying is say Melissa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Recognize me. Yeah, that's all. That's all I'm saying. Hi, I'm here. 2.0, baby. Turn it into 3.0. 2.0 so. wouldn't even have made the post. 3.0 ain't being shy about I'm me. Yiffy. Say what I say. All right, anyway. Okay, we're moving on. So um, what we have done here today is taken the man from behind the camera and brought him in front of the camera. Listen, I you- just want to pause you real quick, Josh. I was working out last night. Melissa was like, what do you think about having Joshua? And I was like, oh, snap. I could see the, like, in her eye, the you know when the Grinch gets his oh, evil like head, it's like. When the grin comes all the way past, all I was the way like, past the eyes. I was like, you know what? If you talk to him, I think it'd be good. And she's like, I already hit him up. That, that must have been immediately the text. I got a text that said Joshua, period. And then all of a sudden I see a phone call. I didn't get to finish reading the text. But I guess I, after the phone call. So in between the text and the phone call is her asking. Right. What are you thinking? The, the rest of the text said, are you free or can you talk? <laughs> and at that point, I was already looking at my phone, luckily. So I picked up the phone and she's like, hey, I just text you, but I'm calling you now. I was like, all right, here we are. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. That's exactly how it happened. Um, so you guys probably recognize his voice. We get uh, so many comments of like, Joshua needs his own mic. Joshua needs his own mic. But Joshua doesn't want his own mic. Not on this one. Uh, no. But we did bring him from, so Greg, my brother-in-law is behind the camera today. Joshua's in front of the camera. And this actually spawned um, the topic for today, spawned from a genuine conversation Joshua and I had Mm -hmm. we were talking about the challenges and nuances from the holidays Mm -hmm. and having step parents Mm -hmm. I always even struggle with saying that yeah how how free can I be you can be free oh this is open so one thing that I always find interesting right is Melissa says my dad's wife I sure do Mm -hmm. she says my mom and my dad's wife, as opposed to my mom and my stepmom. You say stepmom. I say stepmom. But I wonder, is that, do you say it as a protection for your mom? Or do you say that as like, that's just how I, I envision? I, I st- whoa. Um, I think I say my dad's wife mm-hmm. because my parent, my dad and his wife live in Georgia. And so my initial. Um, relation to her is that she is my dad's wife, not that she is my stepmom. Does that make sense? No, Ooh. it doesn't. This is and literally think it's, a completely different case. I think that each, I is, think yeah. a lot part fired. of it is age. Yeah, my stepdad sure. entered my life when I was seven. Mm-hmm. How old was yours? About t- nine or ten. Okay, and yours was over thirty. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the the mothering part of your life is gone. It's done. As far as that, my dad was my dad. Right. Your step, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That was, and I think that I think that distinction is small, but I see that that difference oh, yeah. part. You mm-hmm. know, because there's a lot of times stepmoms actually do a lot of mothering, right. but it's not that relationship mm-hmm. for you guys. It doesn't see. I always thought that was interesting because it's not a disrespect thing. No, it's, it's, no. it's a distinction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So what I want to do, I'm happy you said that, in kind of our own stories. What I initially want to do is kind of set the framework where we each can tell. Um, our story and you don't have to make it long and go into like every nook and cranny but like 
uh, how old were you when your parents were divorced, got divorced, if they ever were married, uh, how you were introduced to your step, okay. how that relationship is, and like any other things you want to add. So I was born by the river in a little tin ward, and just like that river, I've been running. She said, don't make it long. Okay? Ever <laughs> since. It's been a long time coming. Well, while we're talking and about I'm running and coming, let me also tell you about Blue Chew that can help you do those things. Oh! <laughs> 2020 oh. is starting off strong, amen. Coming and coming. Oh, that's what have been. I said that. that. that she when took, you said that, oh that's why my. I was like, because you were singing. I was like, this is a. This is it's a like, we're camp. here. We're here. This is that's a camp. He's throwing right. a lot. I don't care if he is. I'm, I'm going to give you a hot five on the tour. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's opening up. Slightly problematic tour featuring a hot five from Liz. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. So, you guys know that we are friends of the podcast. Or we are friends of the podcast. Blue Chew are friends of the podcast. They are actually one of our. Our initial sponsors mm-hmm. you guys love blue sponsored erections since 2019 they've been sponsoring erections since 2019 <laughs> they're made in the usa and since blue chew prepares and ships direct they're cheaper than a pharmacy and best of all there's no more awkwardness which i think is the hardest thing about anything sex related is like the headspace that you get in and headspace. like the embarrassment and Not like that. getting like super, you know what I mean, in your mind about it. And yeah. so the um, availability and option to have something sent to your house in discreet packaging, the mailman doesn't know what you're getting, your kids don't know what you're getting. It just makes it a little bit easier for you to um, get through. So um, right now we've got a very special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment for free. That's right, people. If you haven't used Blue Chew as of yet, I'm not quite sure why you haven't, but if you haven't, you can get your first shipment free. When you use promo code LOVEHOUR, all you're Love going hour. to do is pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's blue, like the color, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code LOVEHOUR to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you, guys, for sponsoring the podcast and the penis. All 2020. 2020. Give you plenty with Blue Chew. You understand me? <laughs> you deserve a round tonight. Okay, okay, go for it. All right. So I, my stepdad, Willie D. O'Killen. Mm-hmm. Dad-o. Uh, Dad-o. Affectionately loved, uh, termed by Melissa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other people just started saying that. <laughs> uh, that I was seven years old. So the interesting thing for me is I have very few memories that don't include him. Mm-hmm. So this was my very first he was at the very first house I remember. We were living in a small house in El Paso. Nine Distello. people. Distello. Dang, you remember that? Mm-hmm. You didn't know me? Uh, <laughs> nine people, three bedrooms, and my great my grandma had her own room. And it was always funny to me, that story, because my great-grandma had to share. And it was like, look, I pay the rent. Everybody else got to share. You turned that you into a joke, too. I did. I need to bring that back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I remember I used to play outside with cap guns all the time, or cap strips. I don't know if you guys remember that. Cap, yes, cap gun strips. Yes, they had like the load little. Them, mm-hmm. and it was oh, like a revolver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we would I just buy everything. strips, me and Jay, and we would take a rock and just pop, 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 pop. Mm. We'd do that for hours, right? <laughs> Poor kids' toys. <laughs> again, so again. anyway, I remember doing that one day, and he pulled up, and he uh, he had an old beat-up car whatever, and he was like always coming to visit my mom. And I remember like the first memory I actually have of him is asking him, are you going to be my dad? You literally asked Literally, him that. that's the first memory. Obviously, it's not the first time I saw him, mm-hmm. but the first concrete memory is asking him, are you going to be my dad? And he mm-hmm. was say, something like, well, son, I hope so. Something like, you know what he talks about. That's so, something Dado would say. Yeah. For sure. uh, I do hope so. So I don't know the time frame, but you know, some of my next memories are living with him in, uh, we had an apartment somewhere else in El Paso, and then we moved to Biggs Army Airfield in El Paso. 
So that was it. Like I, um, I have foggy memories of that first seven, you know, years of life. But that's the first concrete memory. And my parents, my biological parents, were never married. My biological dad and my mom had uh, sexual relations, relations, uh, um, blue chew, and <laughs> gave it a little calf. And um, so yeah, that's that's my origin story. And then I was bit by a radioactive spider, gained 260 pounds, no skills. <laughs> the radioactive spider just made me fat. What about the this? No. I turned into no. a panda spider, and uh, that was kind of it. I just got the belly of a spider. The rest is history. <laughs> okay, Joshua. Okay, so for me, um, my parents got married after I was born. Um, I think when I was about three, it was quick though. Like they, I don't have a lot of memories of them together, but it's interesting. I do have like a vivid memory of like how that quick wedding was. It was like at a park, something super low key. Parents didn't have bread. Um, but, and it's interesting because like, I, I remember like this wooden fence that was like there and I was like running around and there's actually a photo of me running around like by that fence. So it's, kind of odd i don't really remember anything before after that i always think and it's funny the things that you were it's a stick so, out in your mind so funny yeah. it's it's true they don't even be real they just be yeah. mm-hmm. little moments of yeah. life mm-hmm. um but my parents split up but i have a very rare case they've always got along like i always remember them like communicating they had like discussions but it was never like yelling at each other or anything like scarring to me in that degree but um Fast forward to when I was 10, uh, my dad meets my stepmom. Um, How old were you when your parents got divorced? Did you say that? About three or four. Oh, I thought you said that's when they got married. Oh, yeah, no, it was married. quick. Everything was quick. Oh, they oh. got married and divorced. Yeah, it was like they were probably married for about a year and some change, oh, give or take. I, like, I, I, I was born in 93. Well. They were done by like 97 at the latest. So, uh, but like I said, so they, the whole Jordan's first championship year oh, yeah. was your parents. Yeah, marriage. they actually got caught up in the championship era, and then they kind of fell off. They they, yeah, exactly. It was like, hey, he hung it up. I'm gonna hang it up too. Jordan uh, retired. Divorce. <laughs> nah, but uh, but yeah. So like I said, very rare case. Like to the day, they still talk, communicate. They've always like co-parented, um, and I didn't really realize that until I started growing up and seeing like some of my friends step parent situation or divorce situations it was like i was like wow i'm really a minority in the sense of like um how divorces could go mm-hmm. you know so yeah, i've always yeah. been super appreciative of that especially in the recent years but um when i was like i said when i was 10 probably like they started dating or stuff uh when i was about nine they both worked at state farm um and i believe that's how they met and everything happened like at once uh because they ended up um they they worked at the same spot they lived like a street over from each other in oxnard which is like the house that i grew up in um and my stepmom's family they still own that house too but um like i said everything kind of happened at once like i started being around that family a lot she has a brother my age and then or not a brother a son my age and then another son who's 33 now um but they had my little brother Derek when I was 10 which is like when they got married mm. um so like a new house the new marriage the new family and a new sibling all I didn't have any of that and so like boom all right we're moving to this house everybody's gonna be in it um all of a sudden it went from like a single child to a full family dynamic mm-hmm. or like what a picture 
family would look like you know mm. like multiple siblings um consistent like a consistent household you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that's like that's like something that i didn't have but like i said that was that was when i was 10 and um and yeah that's that was like a quick adjustment that i had to like you're a little unusual in the sense that most kids live with their mom post divorce and you live with your yes, dad yes my right? dad fought for me for custody and uh my mom actually she went away to i do not went away she went to a uh, nursing school after she had me she actually got mad bread because she was considered like a single parent mm. um ironically i applied to usc which is where she went i didn't get accepted so um, Josh back. Oh, i remember he it, when he first started ADD, he used to say that all the time i he hated like, it he was so bad I, oh man and i was so loyal to that school especially during their era where they had like reggie bush matt liner yeah uh lindale white when the texas beat them Come on, man. <laughs> the greatest college football game man, ever. Bro, Everybody says. And bro, I, did you watch it? Yes. I, I watched, watched it, it too. I was watching games religiously. I had a jersey and everything that didn't fit me. <laughs> but um, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, didn't get accepted there. My mom went there. Great for her. Um, but she's been a nurse for like 20 plus years at this point. From that, though, and like. Um, she was a traveling nurse early, she right? She was a traveling nurse early. Um, so I would see her when she came back or I would actually go visit her. I do have a few memories of me going up to San Francisco when she used to work up there. I was flying Southwest at the time. They didn't have miles for kids back then, right. but I got the little <laughs> pin that kept them moving. I, bro, if I had miles then, I'd probably be good now. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, she was, I, I basically, I visited her in terms of like shared custody, I believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it. it was a different situation. My dad and uh, what felt like my grandma, his mom, um, they're the ones who were around me at least in the early years. But my mm-hmm. mom was always—I never have a like a memory of my mom not being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah. when like the times that she that I was with her and stuff, I, she was always present. Like she was always like, got it. Um, trying to do experiences, and she still does that uh, now. You know, she uh, does her best to like. Mm-hmm. We had dinner with her. She's a fantastic. She individual. was great. She's a lot. Great. Time. She's great though. <laughs> big, love big, her. Big love her. <laughs> big fun. Mama G. Um, but yeah, definitely a rare case in that sense where dad got custody. Yeah. Primarily in. Cool. Melissa? Um, okay, so my story is that my parents were got married when they were 18 and 20. They were married for about 25 years, plus or minus. Um, they, there was infidelity in the relationship. They got divorced, and I was a fully grown adult. I was out of the house by this time. I had graduated college. We were married. In fact, I had just had Isaiah. So the interesting thing, I don't know if we ever shared this. Um, how old was I when I had Isaiah? 23? No, 23. I had a Joe at 25. So by the time I was 23. So yeah, they were married about 23 years or so. Um, the, I don't know if I've ever shared this, but this is actually like a really interesting tidbit that my parents got divorced and didn't tell us. And so we didn't find out my parents were divorced until months later. I want to say they got divorced in like the spring time frame, like March or April. And they didn't tell, well, my mom didn't tell me my sisters until December. And Isaiah was born in August. So I was still on. Go ahead. Question. Was it, were there like signs that it was leading towards that though? So this they were is, separated at the time, right? They were separated. Okay. Okay. So my dad had just, just like come, no, they had, my dad had come back from overseas. He was in Iraq fighting the war and um, he came back. And when they came back, there was a lot of like tension. It was almost like my mom went through like this, literally, I, I've said this before, like this evolution, like almost to what I'm doing now, but she had did it and my dad was away. 
And so when my dad came back, he came back to this new woman with this new voice and that was like very demanding on, you know, like what she wanted. And my dad was like, I just came back from overseas. Like I literally saw oh, some oh, of my oh, soldiers oh. die. Yeah. Like it was a lot for him. Like he was going through like PTSD. Like we didn't know how serious it was at the time, but he was affected. And um, so trying to juggle everything he was going through, trying to juggle what my mom was going through and what she was like demanding and she didn't get it either. And so she was being like super demanding and like, you know, what she wanted, she wanted, she was like very clear minded about it and he just couldn't offer. He just wasn't in a space to offer that to her. And so, um, they got divorced man yeah it was tough and one of the things that was um like really difficult uh for me is that i never would have imagined divorce impacting me the way that it did considering that i was grown mm -hmm. oh wow yeah and so that was like really a huge um surprise to me about like i can't i'm not in the house anymore like i'm so grown and like why is this impacting me like this and it really had like a really huge effect on me so one of the things that i wanted to talk about with us is as i think about my own story and what brought this on was the holidays is talking about like how do you navigate the holidays mm -hmm. and then from there I have another question before we even get to the holidays something that happens all the time to kind of give us a pick-me-up are proposals there's like proposals all over the interwebs uh, of people yep. proposing on Christmas Day on New Year's Day uh. there's weddings happening there's all of these things it becomes like a really like sappy time of year so we want to tell you about Zola oh, Zola is a wedding planning uh, makes wedding planning easier and less stressful with wedding websites registry invites and and guest list manager all in one place. One of the hardest, most stressful things about a wedding is the wedding. That's stressful. <laughs> That's it. That's the wedding. Um, it is so stressful. And if you don't have a way to like centralize and organize and have a platform where you can have everything all in one place, uh, your mind will go bonkers because it, you feel like this is the biggest day of your life. You want everything to go perfect. And there's all of these little tasks and details that need to be done. And this just helps you kind of centralize everything. And some of the best parts about wedding is like signing up for your registry and like creating your website. It becomes like a momentum, becomes a moment, it becomes all of these things. And that's what this offers you. Zola is the highest rated registry of all time. You can register for gifts, honeymoon funds. And let me tell you something, register for honeymoon funds. If I could do it over, Man. I would do a smaller wedding Man. and a bigger honeymoon. And then I would renew my vows when I know that I'm in this thing forever. <laughs> And then do a big wedding. It's a probation period. Yeah, oh, twenty years. Okay, now we'll do the Literally, big wedding. Obviously, this thing is working. Give me my honeymoon. <laughs> That's what I would do over. Uh, plus, beautiful, affordable invites once. and paper. Shop your favorite paper suite at Zola. From save the dates to invites and thank yous, everything all in one place. One stop shop. That's what you want. Zola has helped one million couples get married. They'll help you too. Sign up at zola.com/lovehour today to get your free. Free personalized paper sample. When you are getting married, anything free is worth it because weddings are expensive. Then use code. We're not done. You're going to then use code SAVE50 to get 50% off your save, save the dates. Anything that'll save you money, do. That's Zola.com slash love hour promo code SAVE50. I also want to tell you about uh, Skillshare as we are in the new year. 
and you are uh, writing out your what are them things called resolutions. New resolutions. your New Year's resolutions and you have these goals and all of these things you want to make sure that you do things that um, explore new skills and deepen your existing passion um, so you can get lost in the creativity and Skillshare offers online classes that will help you do just that I just signed up for the how to build habits that last course I am definitely into I want to build um, the healthy habits of a millionaire I think they're called what's that book habits of a millionaire did I make that no up idea. okay uh, I may have made that but maybe it's a book I should write uh, <laughs> uh, so I want to get better about my habits and maximizing my time and so I just signed up for this course you absolutely should should too Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the love hour explore your Thank creativity you. at skillshare.com slash love hour love hour two free months of <laughs> premium membership that's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free you can join me into in the class how to make how to build habits that last um get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com slash love hour again that's skillshare.com slash love hour okay talk about the holidays do you have any Who? navigating of holidays that so you have to do? So not, not in the sense that you guys might have. Because I didn't have much contact with my biological dad, I don't have, or I don't visit that side of the family. Um, so, and then my dad, he tends to, um, he's kind of like taking on my side of the family as mm -hmm. his own. Um, so Ooh. it's, yeah. So basically, if I visit my mom or grandma, which is usually where we go for holidays, Either we go to my mom and my grandma comes or go to my grandma and my mom comes. My dad comes and we're all in the same place. So for me, the only issue is when, because Melissa's parents are split, we don't have Christmas for me, Thanksgiving for, or Christmas for us, Thanksgiving for her side. Because mm -hmm. her side has two sides. Right. And everybody just wants Christmas and, and Thanksgiving. So more often than not, you can't visit everybody without some sort of adjusted travel, which led to our Frederick's family 2019 travel tour this year <laughs> where we visited Melissa's tour. mom for two and a half days, my parents for two and a half days, and then her dad for two and a half days, and we're exhausted for a week. All in different All in states. different states. Yep. We went to uh, Fayetteville for two and a half days. Luckily, my family also lives in Fayetteville, right. so I was able to visit my sister while we visited Melissa's mom. But Thanksgiving was in Chicago, so it was just a lot. It was just sounds expensive. So my kids were just like, man, it was funny. I was talking to them. They were like, we like our family, but can they come to our house sometime? <laughs> not so 2020, idea. we're not going nowhere for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Don't at me. Y'all want to come see us? LAX. I'll pick you up. Man. And by me, I mean the Uber lot will pick you up. And I'll pick <laughs> Uber. Uber lot X. Uber, Uber lot X. Take the take the bus. Little shuttle. I'll cover it. Invoice me. Joshua. <laughs> um... Repeat the phrase of the question again. I know um, it's like around the holidays. You, this is how we navigate. Uh, talked about it. Yeah, we talked about how we're navigating the mm -hmm. holidays okay. and how that happens. Okay, so another grateful situation that I've been in is like my both sides of the family, well, technically all three sides, um, they've all been fairly nuclear to uh, Oxnard or like the, they've all up? been in kind of like the, the hometown. So everything was always like 10 or 15 minutes away unless there was like a curveball in which case we wanted to do something at my aunt and uncle's house, which I have like family like in Bakersfield and some in Long Beach. So that was like some of the situations to where like I had to make a sacrifice and um, or the decision was made for me at the time because like when I was growing up, uh, like I said, another 
good thing about having um, my mom and my dad always like cordial is that they were open to working around their schedules too. And even some of the family were not necessarily just for me, but like uh, sometimes we would do Christmas like a little bit early, like on my mom's side, because like some of those aunts and uncles were able to um, make that day work for them, you know? So it wasn't like everything didn't always lie on the actual days. Mm -hmm. uh, But like the bigger ones, like Thanksgiving primarily did um, on both sides, but those things happen to be like in the same city. So I'd be able to split a little bit of time here and then go to another house like 10 minutes away, which has been great. But at the same time, um, that can also stretch the holiday season out for me, mm-hmm. like by a couple of days or a couple mm-hmm. weeks. Cause like this is happening this day and like um, over the week, like be at this house, this house and this house. And with that, like the older I got, like when I was growing up, I always considered myself like a ping pong ball, like just kind of going around. And then I would like um, go to my friend's house who were like family friends, like they'd have me over for like the holidays and stuff too. So that was like an added thing. But there was a point where, and I still like to this day, I feel um, sometimes more at peace going to like a family friend's house because like I started getting more anxious and I still do about like going to make sure I see everybody and not oh, spending so too stressful. much time mm-hmm. at one spot if I can't do it at the other because then it's just like, I mean, it's never been a question, but I know it's been like a thought that's crossed. Um, so my family of like, oh, well, like, how come he's here and he's not there? Like, we want to see him too. And then I don't like being the, like, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. So it's like, if I can't have everybody happy, I'm just going to go kind of do my own thing for mm-hmm. a second. And I know that's not healthy, but um, that's neither here nor there. But uh, so like, there are some seasons where it feels more stressful than others to try and be everywhere at once. But then, um, for example, it's been kind of like a bittersweet situation. My mom will either work Christmas day or Thanksgiving. So then that kind of like opens Mm -hmm. up some time for me to like spend more time here or, um, kind of do my own thing like with my friends or something to where I don't have to feel like I have to be in two places at once. But, um, but yeah, growing up, like, the older I've gotten, at least so far, it's it's become more of like a how do I make this work and how do I like because like even saying goodbye to everybody at once, it was like, oh, where are you going? It's just like, oh, bro, like it's a it's a whole thing. Yeah, like yeah. If you don't spend the whole day with people, yeah, it's a whole thing. If you leave. well, and not just that, I honestly like empathize with you um, because. I feel like when you're a child and you're just kind of going with whatever the adults Mm -hmm. say, it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. But as you become an adult and you start understanding the nuances of what's going on and you can start to feel those expectations, that's what makes it stressful. Mm. And you then, at least for me, you're like, I started think I started the day here. Does that mean I like you more? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to end it over here. Do I, Should I wake up with you? Like, how does all that work? It becomes such a stressful, like, mind game mm-hmm. of, like, how am I doing all of this? It's it's the worst. It, no, it's exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, emotionally exhausting. It Aside emotionally. from, like, if you guys have to travel to different states, like, the days before that, oh, we got to get in at this time because we want to be able to yeah. wake up you there. You literally, we had to try to man- make sure we were giving people the exact amount of days. Because mm-hmm. even like that becomes days a Like, two days was, thing. like, yes. We spent three days at my dad's. Only, like, everybody asks, 
what your plans are and how mm-hmm. much you're spending. My mom, even just when I'm going to Melissa's house, you know, you was over there for two yeah. days for Thanksgiving. You only stay here for like three days. What about what I have in my own life? Mm. Maybe my own kids don't want to travel. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, interesting. The one thing I miss a little bit is when we were poor in Washington. We were broke and had couldn't small go anywhere. kids. We couldn't travel. It, it just so wasn't even easier. a question. We could not go anywhere. <laughs> Thanksgiving was like at my house or Jason's too. house. And Jason lived 10 minutes from us. Yeah. And for like seven, eight years, it was like that. Mm-hmm. So this wasn't really an issue because we couldn't afford to go to Fayetteville or Atlanta or Alabama or wherever people were living. Mm-hmm. But as we moved to L.A., we moved to L.A. and it's like we don't know anybody here. We don't want to be sad yeah, because we're, you know, come from big, healthy families and we don't want to be sad. So, Melissa, I remember one Christmas we were like we didn't have the money to go for, away for Thanksgiving and Christmas and we went for Thanksgiving. And like uh, four or five days before Christmas, she was like, I don't want to wake up in L.A. and it Christmas. <laughs> Let's go to Vegas. And we didn't have that much money then. So we went to South Africa. We went to Circus Circus. We sure did. And them rooms, for whatever reason, in the manor, not even the main casino, oh, it was $22. No. Circus Circus is Circus? cheap. Oh, yeah, is. they're They'll cheap. Be ha- I heard they hand out rooms once oh, in a while, man. They're like, you want to stay here? We'll give you 20 bucks because we got nothing. $22? $22? I'm questioning the entire oh, establishment should have because it was a pole. It was. But the kids loved it. They were like still everything. young. They still oh, talked to us at this time in their life. We took them to the Midway. But that's kind of been our tradition since we moved here. But just this past year, we all were kind of like, we're not doing this again. Mm. And I'll tell you why. So one of the things that kind of bothers me about the holidays mm-hmm. is that I had this dream um, of my whole family. I Sometimes I can get like, this is where I'll get emotional. Sometimes I get very emotional, emotional thinking about the fact that my kids will never see my parents together. They have no memory of my parents together. Meanwhile, that's my whole life. You know what I mean? Like I've still at this point in my life have more memories of my parents together than I have of them apart. Mm-hmm. Divorce. It's only been 10 years really. Um, and so that's like, it, it's heartbreaking for me. Like that, it literally breaks my heart. If I go to my kids and, I, and I've asked them like, do you guys remember mom and dad? You know, my mom and dad together? They're like, no, like. <laughs> take my heart and step on it mm. so i had this dream this fairy tale that was total foolishness of my whole family getting together this holiday season the idea is great though listen i wanted this kardashian-esque that's expensive thanksgiving i wanted it to be beautifully set up i wanted my mom my dad his wife kevin's family like i wanted my sisters everybody there jason's kids everybody ran out this hall everybody come and i just wanted one memory for me and for my kids Mm. where we're all together and i don't feel the pressure of choosing child the dumbest (laughs) I don't think that's completely ruled out though forever. I don't even want to do it anymore. I, I could I could tell, but I'm just saying like <laughs> the fact that you're all the way off it from where we're because we were talking about it or you guys were talking about it like towards the end of tour. Yes, it was a nightmare. Oh man, it was. It, the let me worst. tell you the and let me tell you why it wasn't even. It was like the most unplanned things that messed it up. It wasn't like you would think the family's beefed and you know I don't want to be around her. No. This is the first domino to fall. My sister, um, who wasn't even coming, right? Because she got two young kids and she was pregnant. She went into labor like a month early. No, no. Way like two five, months early. No, the baby's not due until March, Kevin. No, February. Actually. February. That baby's like four or five months early. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. 
three, four months premature. So my dad, the level of person that he is, is like, Michelle got the premature baby. The baby ain't dead big. He, he can't like, go. a little bit. He can't go. potato. So he was like, I, 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 I can't. Like he's like, I'm sorry, Liz. I gotta stay. Which is completely understandable, understandable. right? Like <laughs> four months ahead of time, yeah. you don't expect that. Okay, Melissa's sister hurt her wrist, so she couldn't drive. Right? She just happened to have surgery. So what? My dad, her mom, and Melissa's sister were all gonna ride together in a, like a van. All of our families were gonna go from Fayetteville. And that's not a short drive either, right? Yeah. But my dad pulls out. Right? So Melissa's mom was like, okay, well, dang, like. Chicago was like 12, 14 hours. She was like, I can't really drive that by myself. So she pulls out and my sister gave birth. So she pulled out because they pulled the baby out. <laughs> and I think that's, so that, that was, took like a, the majority of my side of the family, my parents and Melissa's parents and, and Melissa's my, sister out of the occasion. And then my dad bought and a one house. one more thing. That's ridiculously random. Greg and Mel were still coming, right? McKinley comes up with a fever of like a hundred and two or three, yeah, four the night before. So we're Mel Texas like guys, this baby's sick. McKinley do be having fevers she, randomly. She does, but you know, so they got to take the baby to the hospital. Okay, my, so she pulls out because the dad, baby's sick. Yep, and my dad and his wife bought a brand new house. They were closing. My dad stays broke and always had the most money, so they couldn't come. And so literally, just ended up being like Kevin's. Uh, my, brother. my brothers and his kids. Yeah, his, his kids. And my and grandma. Like grandma, his aunt, and that was it. And I was just like super disappointed because it was literally because. like my, my whole dream. And it always reminds me uh, like I, I kind of get triggered by this stuff. And so it brings this question that I, I kind of want to have with us is how has that relationship impacted you and have you been able to heal? Well, before, you know, I haven't even healed from my last merch provider. Tell us okay. about it. I used to have a merch provider that totally messed up everything. <laughs> like we we was doing merch on our own as 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 a as a case, but it was too hard to do merch on ourselves. What was the hardest part about it? Yeah, I mean shipping. Really, shipping was the hardest thing. And then we said, "Man, forget you, merch provider. We're doing our own thing." With ShipStation. <laughs> ShipStation helps you sell no matter where you're selling from Amazon, Etsy, or your own website. ShipStation brings all of your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation even offers big discounts on shipping rates, and shipping can get so expensive. Bruh. Oh my goodness, it is so expensive. It's the new year. You know, you want to, you know, on your New Year's resolution, you want to start bringing in additional streams of income. Selling merchandise is a great way to do it. Um, and ShipStation is a great platform for you to host this. Uh, get this year off to a great start with ShipStation.com. Just use my offer code LOVE to get a 60 day love. free trial. Do it now while you're still in your I want to do right by the new year mode. That's two months free of no hassle, stress free shipping. Just visit shipstation.com click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in love, love. that's shipstation.com enter love uh, i mean enter offer code love shipstation make ship happen Yikes. okay let's get to the deep stuff have you healed Ooh. do you respond from a place of trauma or do you respond from a place of healing do y'all want to go first no let's keep that same let's keep that same, same rotation maybe okay. boy i so and for you what? Kevin yeah I was gonna say for you Kevin maybe the question is not about your stepdad I don't like to call dad oh stepdad but for the purpose of like differentiating what we're talking about here um, 
but from a place of have you healed from the uh, abandonment? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, okay. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Abandonment of my biological father? Yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> so, no. So how does that, what do you mean? How does that look? A quick aside before more. I tell you that. I remember when I was in Fayetteville and I called my dad my stepdad just because you said that. Mm-hmm. And the pastor's wife was like, hey, that ain't your stepdad. That's your dad. Because mm-hmm. he step, yeah. And he was, it wasn't even me. I was just like, my stepdad and my mom, she was like, he done stepped in and did everything your father was supposed to do. That's your dad. And Whoa. I was like, okay, but technically, I mean, I didn't say this, but I was like, technically, the way that, that people <laughs> But he has a last name that is right? different from me. <laughs> right? So that's interesting. That's another thing. So to answer your initial question, no. Okay, keep going. I have not healed. I have not begun to heal. I haven't started the healing process. My wound is festering. It's been festering for, how old am I? 36. 38 years. It's festering before I was even born. How old am I? It's such a married thing to say. <laughs> I, I have not even begun I've that said, process. Hold on. This you is a random this, thing you said I this did. recently. I told Kev, you are not married until you ask your spouse, how old am I? Yeah, you, you, <laughs> how old am I, babe? 36. 36. I, I make 37. This year, May 1st. We're going to make 37 if the Lord says the same. Um, I actually did reach out to a therapist. Uh, and I'm a therapist. They didn't hit me back. Uh they didn't hit me back, so I was just like, well, God, ain't gonna get the healing. <laughs> I was like, you ain't calling me back, it ain't meant to be. So um, I am terrified. I'm going to do the work, mm-hmm. but I'm terrified of going into the recesses of my, my, my broken heart mm. and seeing how that affected me. Quick aside, we're watching Kevin Hart's documentary, mm-hmm. right? And the, the the thought that I kept having is he needs therapy. Me mm-hmm. too. Because he keeps acting like his dad and his Me relationship too. doesn't affect him. And it's but you, that man has you not. You feel the de- tension. I saw myself in there. I was like, oh, you you don't even realize yeah. how it affects you. you can like, he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Right. I'm yeah. fine, right, God? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you crying? You know what I mean? So uh, I have not dealt with those emotions. I have plans to, but if it doesn't happen, I'm okay with that too. Well, how do you think it affects you? Do you feel like you overcompensate in areas? Do you feel like- For my kids, 1,000, 1 million, gajillion percent Mm -hmm. overcompensate. Um, So two things happened in my life that I feel like made me the father I am. The lack of my biological father, right? And the simultaneous super great involvement with my uh, stepfather but because my mom couldn't work he worked hard mm-hmm. so he was both present in the home and a great father but he also worked in the army and he also ran businesses and stuff so he wasn't able to be at like games and stuff that mm-hmm. was a huge thing for me like why don't y'all be at my games mm-hmm. like you know like I be playing sports I scored 26 points 10 rebounds against Yum y'all didn't come mm-hmm. Lissa was there it was my best game I had three blocks mm-hmm. I hit a three I blocked somebody shot out of bounds Lissa was there I remember um, so and my parents would just be at home sometimes like my dad was stationed out uh overseas in 10th grade and i was playing in el paso i was like bro y'all just at home like why aren't y'all coming my mom was just like <laughs> she didn't have an answer she's like ah, i don't just uh, really want to watch you play basketball <laughs> so i was like if i when my if my kids play sports and they they do did one does the other mm-hmm. mostly animates i'm gonna be at every game but because of my profession it makes it hard for me to be at every game so in my mind my kids think of me like I thought of my parents when I'm not there, mm. right? Now, mind you, I played so much sports. I had literally so many games in my life. I played basketball, all basketball season, AAU. I played football. I can probably remember now seven 
of those games mm-hmm. from from little league through high school. I remember only the moments I crossed this dude over against Clover Park. He fell. I missed the shot. Never forget that. I was like, man, I wish I'd have made that. <laughs> that game against that Melissa was there, and that's pretty much it. We played 30, 40 games he said a year. You remember seven wow. games and name two. Yeah. I, well, and no, I'm talking. And then as a kid, I threw, I did a fake oh, thing. Okay. Like literally, it's like seven games of my entire career because I played. So, so I'm like, um, I know that my kids won't remember every game, but. I still feel so guilty. So I went super hard on the like being a part of the life, being active, going to things, and then also go super hard on the guilt for not being able to do things. And Melissa, you always, she's always like, hey, I don't think your kids are like thinking of you like that. I think, and I talk to them about it, they're like, no, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> you'd be pretty much in our life. But for me, I just, I, I don't know. That little boy in me who didn't have his parents there, I feel like that is happening to my kids. So have not healed. Yeah, I think you are responding from a place of trauma. I was thinking about this earlier today in the shower about like mm. being triggered. Shower. And um, I think that I being like triggered is not always something that you can control. Yeah. But I think your response is what determines if you've actually healed or not. If you ruminate on them. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. Um, I actually found myself ruminating a lot mm-hmm. uh, very recently. And I told myself, I was like, this is what you're doing. You need to stop. Except you're not. And I didn't. Um, <laughs> I kept, I kept <laughs> so <going>. honest. <laughs> you need to stop. But you're not going to, are you? No, and girl. I did. And I did Do you not. use the same voice when you talk to yourself? Yes, that's exactly how I tell you. You need to stop. But I'm not going to do what I'm do. Okay, now uh, listen. What are you going to do? Okay, Who are you? So I'm me. Us. We're not going to stop. We are venomless. Um, venomless? Venom. <laughs> so tell me, um, Joshua, you're he- Are you? have you healed? Um, we didn't even hear his relationship with his stepmom. Oh, yeah. You only talked about your parents, but not you or your relationship with your stepmom. Okay, my relationship that. with my stepmom is also, I think, very rare because for the most part... God, I'm the one with all the dysfunction in this whole... No, this no, 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 no. I no, no, no. Everybody has their unique Because wait, wait till you hear the situation. It's... Uh, she was very helpful she like did her best to be like a motherly figure but she always like respected my mom's space i'm not she didn't necessarily treat me like i'm not his mom but she treated me as if i was her son if that makes sense um i remember her always like uh trying to be there if like my dad wasn't able to do this this or like pick me up give me rides um but when her mom got sick uh, we moved like, well, backtrack a little bit. When we moved into our new house, it was like about 10 minutes south of where we initially lived, um, which is the family house that they still have. But when her mom got sick, probably about eight years ago, um, she moved back with her mom. So like my, but my dad and my mom, my stepmom are still together, oh. but they don't live in the same house okay. even to the day. Uh, she to what day? Wait to today. Yes. So hold on. Let me oh, get. Let me get oh. to this. I feel like you told me this before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually. So oh, duh. Mm-hmm. how long this been happening? This he probably said been eight like years ago. about be like uh probably like oh nine at the earliest. To, no, probably like twenty ten ish. That's ten years. Ten Give years. Me. Your ma- your dad and said mm-hmm. my mom living. The same I mean, house? she she stays over like a couple nights a week, like weekend wise, because she's a she's a teacher. So she teaches. How far are the houses from each other? Like 10, 15 minutes, depending on traffic. But because um, she moved back with her mom, because mm-hmm. uh, her mom had like diabetes since I could remember. 
um, like progressively declining. And then I think she passed away in 2018 or 2019, 2018, not last year, the year before. Um, so it's like, even at home now, it's still an interesting dynamic because it's still my dad and my brother and I. So oh, wait, even after she passed, your mom did move. Her yeah, she, did she's move. still she's still trying to heal from from that. Got it. She, she's lost both of her parents now. Got it. Got it. Um, but so that is its own interesting dynamic. So like when I see her, it's usually like pause me. Let me just. Yeah, I, me, I kind of got stuck. No, you're I'm, 25, 26, 26, 26. So birth to three is your mom and birth, mm-hmm. biological parents together. Mm-hmm. Three to uh, 13 or Three to ten, it's either I'm at my primarily I'm at my dad's with uh, mom visitation, my mom visitation, or like I'd go to her house or whatever. Yeah. But um, even then, to transition a little bit, I tried to overcompensate when my mom finally did move back to like a local area. I think she moved to Oxnard or whatever. When I was like in middle school, I was probably what's that, eleven, twelve at the time, mm. give or take. Um. And I would visit her, but she finally moved to, like, the same city I was in near the school in, like, high school. So then I try to overcompensate and, like, stay with her. And my dad was cool with it. It wasn't ever like, a, oh, no, this is what it is. Like, he always kind of let me do my thing if, uh, if it was cool, like, with my mom and, and all that. But um, so then, and I think that had to do with part of, like, everything happening at once when I was 10 with, like, the whole family dynamic. How did you even, like... Deal. that's a lot of change at yeah, once as a 10 year old for I sure can't, and that's I, intense i don't know what i was thinking at the time because like i was 10 years old you know yeah but i do remember like um my older brother my older stepbrother brother whatever like he was always like uh antagonist of like feeling like looking back now like he did it out of like a joke but like He's like, oh man, you got. He's like, you got a little sibling now. Like everything's gonna change. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like that stuff, like those little comments, I think stuck with me, and then I realized them later. Mm. But um, but literally, I felt everything change in terms of like dynamic. Because obviously, like the kid's the focus. He's a baby. He can't even sit up. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and I think that is part of the reason why like all that change. I kind of like found myself more at home with like my close school friends or and it's not necessarily how I was treated or whatever I just mm-hmm. felt like there was always so much different to where I'd never felt like I was seated at a table until I was with like a friend's family or with and like, your mind is probably more at ease at a friend's house than absolutely I feel more relaxed yeah more and, relaxed. and like that's not I don't know if it's okay or not you know what I mean like I don't Ooh. know if that's like a, a okay thing to be having internally but that's like even to the day like um my like one of my good friends like uh ernie like his family like i consider his mom like another one of my moms mm-hmm. in that by the way too. just an aside ernie's mom made the mexican food for one of the shoots it was amazing i almost cried <laughs> it was fire so just if you guys she makes so many tortillas every christmas oh, day and it is phenomenal so if you guys went over there and ate christmas day side yeah. note you guys want to um i do think that one of the things that happens with um children of divorce is that you do find family in your friends and that becomes more comforting than Absolutely. being at home Absolutely. because of the dysfunction so to speak that's at home but I mean for you guys it's a little bit different no, because no, no. your parents but I also wonder if that dysfunction picture is something painted in your head of like oh my family's not like this so it's not mm, the frame of reference yeah. you know um, so that's something that I still am trying to unpackage but I also feel a lot of guilt 
from those times of me being elsewhere um because now my brother is turning 17 next week wow my god man i remember <laughs> he's a baby my god you taught him josh now um he's going through what we going through with Zay, oh Zay, man <laughs> but you know but there's a lot of times where i feel like i'm the brother that's around but that's not around yeah. and like i don't ever want to just be like remembered in his life as just like oh he was kind of present when i know my other brothers are there a lot more often for him and you know like i i see him every day like we live together but it's still like i I feel like i'm not always in the moments to where i should be to where i can leave like a legacy image to him so wait i have a question for you if you're why do you think that is if you're now in a home because your your brother your baby brother your little brother Mm -hmm. lives primarily with your dad then yeah, which is where I stay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So why? And so because Josh don't be at home scheduling. Josh don't be. He's over still in radio. high school, so he's got that dumb school. He's got to be at from <laughs> eight to <laughs> three p.m. School. The high school. Uh, Josh um, be out in L.A. taking pictures and stuff. Eating. I mean, but but that's tickets. the thing too is like it comes to the fine line of like because like I I lace him with pretty much everything he needs, but it comes down to the line of like presence over presence. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And. Why do you own so much of that relationship with your brother? That's like a like a parent. I mean, it's not just my brother. It's like my family in general. But I think it's because one of my love languages is quality time. Mm. Um. And I feel like if I'm investing a lot of that with other people or relationships that are lasting or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like all those, especially like as people pass away and stuff, it's like you get reminded of that. Like, man, where am I thoroughly investing this time? And then that's where the guilt gets triggered. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I'm still trying to heal through in terms of like understanding the amount that I should be taking on versus just going through those motions. And like, cause even at, there's just a lot of times where I'm at like family events uh, with like the step side, which is kind of interesting how you said that um, Dado took mm-hmm. this family on. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like that's what my dad did for that family. Yeah. And I feel like I haven't fully done that, even mm-hmm. though like I've been around them for going on 17 years now yeah yeah um yeah. which is that's an interesting um that's interesting mm-hmm. because you have been around them for so long yeah but even then like it, it kind of like i've been around them for like f- like holidays or family events or like birthdays and stuff but it's not like i'd go and sit with them on a tuesday got it you know and i think that's where those moments in those like um, those are deeper connections. Those deeper connections are something that I don't necessarily have with them anymore than I did at one point when I was younger. Yeah. So in progress, healing, possibly, I think. Have you healed? Come on, Liz. Me and Josh have spoken our truth mm-hmm. in I all honesty. kind of held it together. Uh, you did hold it together. <laughs> I tried. I, you did. <laughs> and Liz was trying to be like, no, no, I wasn't. I was trying to let him live because I don't like for people to make me cry. Rub her back and she starts crying. Don't do it. She's going to hit me. She will literally hit me. She hit. I know. Why aren't you sitting here? <laughs> she, she done punched a lot of my arms um, back in my day. So what's the question? Have I healed? Do I suffer from feelings of abandonment? <laughs> you got the script right there, Liz. Uh, I mean. You wrote the questions, girl. Uh, do I suffer from feelings of abandonment? I don't believe so. I, I think because my parents got divorced um, so much later in life that it, it brought on more confusion than anything else mm-hmm. i think um because and i actually was a little bit sharing this with kevin um not that long ago that i often wonder uh, let me think of a clever way to say this how much of uh, phrase your question 
when I look at my family's history, I look at my grandparents, divorced several times over on both sides, like my grandmother on my dad's side, my grandfather on my dad's side, um, or my mom, yeah, his mom and dad, both divorced several times over. My mom's mom, uh, I think she was only married once, but had several different like relationships over the course of her lifespan. Um, my mom's dad, child, I had so many grandmas in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I can remember at least four. Oh, wow. Four Maybe three. That's interesting because that's still coming out of the era that we're like, Divorce is taboo. Yo, no, but grandpa. Not in Toledo, was it? Listen, my the grandpa. Was, what, was to do. Yes, he was. <laughs> that man said, yes, I do, and no, I don't. <laughs> mm, I didn't say that. Yes, I did. No, I did not. Now. Like, seriously. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Bye. I've had so many grandmothers. Um, over the course of it's my life, yeah, like, what? What, what about old grandma? No lie, that's what happens. Don't um, talk about my past. One of them was like legit my favorite too, and then when they got divorced, I was like, dang, I really liked her. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> she was the one. I knew she it. was the one. Your, gra- your dad, uh, grandpa was getting clothes like winter yeah, drops. Yeah, he. Oh, was, this, this is the oh eight. Grandma played no game. He was only looking at the next top five draft. Yeah. Yeah. His leasing wife. Yes. It was three years old. Oh, no, nothing Next. down. I'll Thank you. Next. It's <laughs> um, fine. <laughs> so when I look at that, and then I look at like my aunts and my uncles, most of them aren't married. As a matter of fact, I only think two. Like one of my aunties is married, and one of my uncles is married, and I, I think that's it. Nope, that's it for sure. Um, and then it was my parents, and so I always thought of my parents as the they broke the generational mm. curse. Mm. I'm there They're with you. They're the this ones that got. I kind of alluded to this. Yeah, but you never. It never clicked that way. Uh, Not only were your parents, even outside of everything you said, your parents concrete in the day and age of people getting divorced. Right. Twenty three years solid. Everything's gonna be fine. With the backstory of. The majority of my other family, everybody is a, around me, everyone's getting divorced. Now my parents are now. There's way more stock put into oh, that, yes. and now Heavy they get divorced. Stock. Now me and you are just that's an interesting pressure. Oh, if you think about it. It, it feels it, now divorce is Thanos. It shouldn't it be a inevitable. pressure, of course, yes. but like, oh, your ears are gonna make me cry. <laughs> oh shoot, get off! Stop! I got scared. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like you feel like you're you're marching toward what's going to happen has happened that in your family. That freaks me out. Yeah. Oh shoot. But I ain't your family. Um. I'm your husband. But that's that's not a fair pressure to put on yourself though. It's not. Obviously, I'm not in that situation but it at all. Feels like. When is my clock tight? Like yeah. it feels like destiny. Mm-mm. I know that's why I stopped. That actually made me scared. I'm like, why you feel like we gonna get divorced? And it's not like I feel like I'm going to get divorced, but also you feel like it's still there. Runs out. It's still there. I think the thing about your parents is so different, and probably makes it so much harder. Is they were married for so long. For so, and what's irritating, like the most, is I had a conversation with my mom over the Christmas holiday. Where it actually came up because one of our um, this or that questions were like, would you rather know your parents, you know, spend time with your parents as an adult or spend as a kid or or your, you know, with your kids when they're adults, whatever the question was. Mm. And I was like, no, I definitely want to spend time with my parents because I want to understand who they are. 
somehow somebody told my mom that story so she called me and she was like you know what i realized i haven't really told you my story so do you have time because oh, i got time snap, girl man. and so she told me like uh, uh, there was a point i was going to say behind this and now i, told, oh, I forgot and just keep going anyway lean into it yeah she told me her whole story <laughs> shoot what was i saying before that you were crying <laughs> I hate you. You were talking about how your parent, everybody got divorced, but your parents. Twenty three years of marriage, going the impact of that. Chad, it's okay. I lost. Divorce it. is a destiny. Thanos, yeah. Thanos, Thanos, analogy. Thanos. Yeah, I forgot. Run I, from there was it. a reason because there was no something she told happened. me in this story that I was trying to get to, but it, I gave All too right, much backstory. Anyway, the point is that um, I definitely feel that like pressure or impending that like doom. yeah mm -hmm. I, that impending doom is like it's like good. hovering. Yeah, it's so always do you feel hovering. like. Man, I wish you watched The Watchmen. You watched The Watchmen. Oh, yeah, I have. Um, do you watch The Watchmen, Greg? So, ah, spoiler alert. Okay. In The Watchmen. It's out. It's over. Okay. In The Watchmen, the Regina King character, uh, her her husband tells her, he, he can see the future. He tells her, we're going to have a great relationship for 10 years, and then it's going to end tragically, right? We don't know this as the audience until it happens. Um, so in, I imagine her character is always wondering once What's what is going to be gonna drop? always what, trying to look around the corner. Yes. Do you, is that what you feel like? So especially yes. when we go through now, now let me go a step further. Melissa 2.0, when you're evolving to that person mm -hmm. and you know, that's, that was an area of uh, problem area for your parents mm -hmm. as your mom evolved while your dad was away do you feel like oh my gosh as I become this person is Kevin gonna be able to love me the same no so I actually pushed myself um, to like evolve so to speak and like even now like always constantly trying to remind myself to speak my mind because the number one I know what I was going to say about my parents, but the number one thing that I think um, happened with my parents was unspoken. Mm. And so by the time it all came out, it was too late. Yep. And oh. so I always mm -hmm. try to make sure I don't want that to be me. I'm very like sensitive yeah. to that. Um, and so I always try to make sure that like speak up, say something. Have you figured out what's going on? You have? Okay, now say it. Like, I'm always sensitive to that because I don't want years of unspoken things yep. to pile up. Mm -hmm. And by the time I say it, and you're like, you didn't tell me, but I'm willing to work. And I'm like, well, child, I'm fed up. So that's Yes, it. because that can happen. If I, you build up so much resentment, if even if the behavior changes of the other person, yes. you have too much resentment to... So it's like a, it's like the Titanic. Yeah. By you the time they saw the iceberg, yeah, like you, they, you turn as hard as you can. And it's you're the, going too close mm -hmm. to that to, thing, and exactly. the damage is already going to be done. Exactly. And so that's where I, um, you know, I have that fear. And I know what I was going to say about my mom is that what I was while I was having the conversation, um, my mom literally said her biggest regret in life is ruining her marriage. Hmm. It's her number one biggest regret, and. And so I was having a conversation about, well, um, do you feel like, because I listen to a lot of Esther Perel, and she always talks about like the evolution that happens, you know, out of infidelity, out of divorce, all of those things. And I'm like, you know, we have to be careful. I, I don't wish my parents divorce at all. Like it is the hardest, the worst thing I, I haven't healed from. I think I'm like 85% healed, but I still get triggered and I can still respond out of that trauma. Does Are you 85% mm. healed? 
I think for the most part I am. I think I've like accepted what it is. But then there are things like my parents, my kids don't have memories of my parents. Well, that's the thing. So Mel said this. I, I thought it, but I was terrified to tell it to you. <laughs> Mel said it uh, to you. And then I was like, <laughs> Mel was like, why would you want that when it never it never was? You know what I mean? Like it never is like it's not my current. Yeah. Reality. Like that's you want some memory for the kids to have that. They, their normal was always Papa D, uh, mm-hmm. Grandma Mary. You know what I mean. So they and, and they might. Not, I don't even think they're tripping. No, I'm you know sure what I mean? they're not. So I, that's what I was wondering. Like, why do you want? Like, what what did you want from them? As I mean, you explain it, but I was thinking of that. Like, you're putting the. I don't know if it's pressure, but. I do want, you want them to remember your parents I, like you do? No, the good no, times? no, no. I know that won't be the case. But it, it's like twofold. It's the idea of this pressure that we're talking about. Yeah. I don't want a holiday that's split. I don't want to go oh, through yeah, a holiday sure. season where I'm only visiting my mom and your parents. Yeah. I don't want a holiday season where I'm only visiting. And I can't spend. And this is the thing. I have sisters I want to spend the yes. holidays with. They're married. Yes. So they have to. So now I'm juggling three different families. I'm juggling my sisters and now they have to juggle their spouse's families. I I just wanted one holiday. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. No, I I saw the vision because I have the same thing. It's it's frustrating. It's overwhelming. It makes the holidays not fun. Mm -hmm. And then because you're like, you want to be excited and I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about like strategically. How am I going to do this? And last year, I know I remember I spent it with my mom, but my dad doesn't remember. So now he's frustrated that I'm not spending Christmas with him. And you're like, but here's a picture that I was with you last year. (laughs) Yeah, because then then it's the point of like, okay, am I not making somebody am I making somebody feel trash for making this person feel happy? Yes. And then it's like, yes, there's no there's never a balance in the counterweight never and this is the thing that joshua even talked about the thing with steps as well is that that relationship i feel like it's forever fragile okay and so they may want you to do something the step parent may want you to do something Mm -hmm. you don't recognize it so your bio parent is like can you maybe call Mm -hmm. and say this to them can you maybe send and you're just like i don't even do this to my mom absolutely (laughs) my dad god bless God bless my dad's heart. My dad, every anniversary, <laughs> holiday, Mother's Day is always on me. Like, hey, did you get your stepmom this, this, and this? And I'm like, bro, I'm trying to do this for my mom. But hey, if I do this, mom, if I do this for her and I don't do this for my mom, I know my mom's not going to come at me, but I know she's going to feel a type of way. Yeah. And that's oh, not yeah. fair to her. Yeah. That's not because fair to her. Because keeping it a buck, this is where I'm at. Like, this, <laughs> I'm on this side. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't choose this. What you know I what I mean? Think. We didn't. We Everything didn't. We didn't call this also play. Could be gang culture. This is my side. Oh yeah. I didn't choose this. This is the same set. I, it's crib. You, 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 do you regret? You jumped out. I did. Nah, cause it's crib. And you do feel like being like um, an adult child of divorce that you have to choose sides. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, you feel pressure because people put pressure on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Parents are inherently guilt people. Guilt people mm-hmm. like of wanting to see their kids when yeah. my kids grow up we we're guilting our children now for the fact that they are aging right. and don't want to be with mm-hmm. us tony zay's favorite stand-up comedian is tony baker and this only. morning i asked him who's his favorite add person i just thought maybe i have another chance he was like pat i was like <laughs> i said would you watch add if i was if you didn't know me he was like yeah but not necessarily because of you but you're part of a good crew mm-hmm. so it's a realization that you know and even dave Chappelle said that his kid's favorite comedian is kevin hart Right. So as my kids grow, they find girlfriends or they just want to stay with their friends. I'm going to guilt the crap out of them 
if they move away to college, get a family, you want, you go, you're living in Chicago now, you're living in uh, Vermont, you're going to your wife's family, what have they ever done for you? I've raised you, you mm-hmm. wanna visit their family, just met them, you know what I mean? So parents do that. My mom guilts me if I don't call her, of course. She's already talking about Thanksgiving for mm-hmm. this year. Oh man. Right, so it's, that's why we feel pressure because our parents put, really? I didn't know it was an hour and 20 I already. Nothing. I started, I lost complete track of us filming. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, uh, so what I was saying is our pressure is not coming from a place of nowhere. People are actively putting pressure on us. And even if they're not saying anything, mm. we know they're thinking of it. They'll make yeah. a slide comment, a snide remark, yeah. a sarcastic thing. And we'd be like, man, I and, can't, it's and, only two days. And for my dad, like, I know he always likes to have me at, like, everything just presence wise because I mean his I think one of his love languages too is quality time so that's his interpretation of like oh you got to be here 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 because that's yep. just what we do you yep. know what I mean so like I think that's something I inherited from him in terms of like a love language but like it's it's always impossible to make sure that I'm there and then still be wanting to be there because I know I'm do I'm not necessarily doing this for me I'm doing this because like I don't want my dad yeah because my dad used to give me like I used to hear it in his voice like he used to give me like a little bit of attitude like why weren't you there today mm-hmm. it's like it's like bro like I I want to be <laughs> but like I just get tired of trying to go everywhere and be oh we're all good right yeah, everybody's having yeah. a good time and it's 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 not it's not easy. Then you you're know, not even enjoying yourself while you are there. Yes. You're just looking at the watch like, okay, I got I had 18 mm-hmm. hours here. I got you know what I mean? I got to like, start saying goodbye at this time to try and make it out on time and still be late at this spot. Yeah. And then get the question of like, oh, thank you. Then it's that just you. like, oh, finally you're here. Now we exactly. eat. It's like, bro, shut up. You don't know what I'm going through, man. <laughs> I'm, so I'm not even hungry. I'm crying after this. I'm not crying <laughs> during this. I've been holding it in for an hour. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so frustrating. Hour 20. Oh, man. I just want one, and maybe it's this coming Thanksgiving. One, and, and you kind of alluded to this. Even though we are spending the days with people, it always feels like we have to do the next thing. Mm-hmm. Like we were at Melissa's mom for, for Thanksgiving. We are having a great time, right? But I'm like, man, we only get like, we get there, we're exhausted. We wake up Once we wake up on the day we're hanging with her, we're like, man, I got to get up at six to go here. And then you get to uh, who's your, visit your dad after that. Yep. Same thing. You got to travel. As soon as you get settled, you're like, Man, I gotta go. You know, if you just had one family for the holidays, like when Greg be going home for Atlanta for December, he'd be having a great they time. Just be in they Atlanta just be taking for two photos. McKinley's never smiling. Yeah, we get we get Man. to see that. I'd be jealous. And also, I'm gonna tell you the other thing that really gets me, and this is the thing that kind of gets me more than any of all of this traditions. Oh, we went man. to Greg's family's and they have a, a Christmas party yeah. every year yeah. that the same family member hosts. They got the same food that they make. Mm-hmm. We went to this party. This is the first time I played werewolf. I had the time of my life too. at this party. I did too. I had great food. They had ribs. They had libation. <laughs> they had werewolf. Yeah. And I was like, man, y'all get to do this every year. You already know. And my dad's side of the family, they had a similar thing. Uh, they all did Christmas uh, separate uh, all, because I'm always family living in Atlanta, but they'd have a humongous Christmas breakfast after everybody ate, did presents at 10 o'clock. They'd meet at one house, same house. They'd all come there for years. They did it. So me and Melissa were like, man, we have no traditions mm-hmm. that we can do for Washington. It felt like for a while yeah. because we were there for, you know, maybe uh, I struggled with that when we first moved here. I was like, I want a family. I struggle with that all the time. Actually, I want a family tradition. Those things mean so much to me. And not that I had family tradition, but I always had my 
family. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like being in Atlanta, or in Atlanta, in, um, maybe that was a prophecy, Joe. No, it ain't. We're uh, just trying to lease for the next five years. Maybe being in, in Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta. These are facts. Uh, maybe being 2025, in, maybe. <laughs> Kids will be out of school, dude. Oh, they will. Uh, but Porter maybe Ranch, being in um, Los Angeles, being a like transplant plant, you feel so lonely and like out of place. And like, can I like come to your mama's house and like maybe she can cook and we can be there? Mm-hmm. Like you end up feeling like you just don't have your own tradition. The only tradition we really have as a family is leaving for Christmas. Yeah, and even that gets old. Sometimes I just want to like I be like at the house. Wow. I would be wanting me and the kids be like, can we just maybe not be on the plane? And be at the house looking at a Christmas tree. Y'all can stay. I'm going to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So anyway, I don't even know what we talked about, but we talked about some of everything. Did we get over? Did you heal? Nobody's healed. I don't think. I'm not healed. <laughs> I I don't think I'm I'm completely there. I think it's just something I'm still becoming self aware of. Um. But at the same time, I'm I'm trying to see like what's generational and what isn't. Mm. and how I can try and change that and not pass that on when that time comes, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause like there's, there's a lot of stuff that I, I know has been like taught to me. This is how we treat people as a family. This is how we do this and this and this. And then it's just like, but what's good for me too, you know, yeah. like what's going to be something that I can be a hundred percent present in and thoroughly enjoy. And want to help either put together or like what what's going to make me like I I know obviously like family stuff is still family stuff but like if if it, if it feels like it's a point where it's not helping me fill me up emotionally then that's not like something's something's got to yeah. get fixed there you know it's only going to get worse for you too when you get married yeah, your wife's gonna have a let's family. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, Kevin. <laughs> your wife's gonna have family. What if her family's not even from LA? Oh Lord. What if you gotta go to Vermont? Oh Lord. That's gonna suck. Gotta, East Coast. Gotta, gotta connect. You can't go straight. And connect through Atlanta. Same thing for us, Liz. Boys 13, 11, they start having their own families. Now we, how are you gonna manage seeing my parents, your parents, your other parents, plus seeing the kids? No, no, no. My Thanksgiving in Chicago. Hmm? No. Never and it was cold there too. How does your role change? Because my kids are coming to see me. Oh, that's she. They can't come see you if you're going to visit your parents. No, no, no. I'm now stationary. You get to a certain age and you ain't leaving. Okay. You try telling Mary that. She can come to me. I wish you would tell Mar Marsh. She going to come to us this year? <laughs> that's one year that Mar Marsh. I love that around. name, man. Mar Marsh. Funny, <laughs> Was, oh, the, the Joker. Joker. <laughs> That's um, the funniest okay. part of the movie. Any last words? I, my answer is I have not healed. I say I'm 85% healed. Kev was trying uh, to challenge my 85. I don't even know a percentage. I don't even know there was percentages. I'm 0% healed. I'm uh, ooh. I don't With, know if as I'm far zero. as abandonment yeah, issues, 0% healed. I am 100% grateful for my stepdad. I don't, I've had just great. I'm super grateful I for my I basically don't even feel like I had a stepdad. Like well, I feel I like I had just had a great dad. I think that you guys did have... Um, I think that's the difference between having the situation early, right? Um, yeah, or having a good person because every step parent isn't like mine. I really true. realized my dad is not... That is not the norm, right? Mm-hmm. But he wanted kids. And you he, guys were able to have... I'm sorry, Kev, finish your thought. I no, I was even going to say even Jason's relationship even within us three kids... Mm-hmm. Jason was much older, so I'm sure his, like him and my dad didn't get along. Jay went back and lived with my grandma because 
Jay was acting up. My dad, you know what I'm saying? They clash. Michelle doesn't even know have any memories of not having. She's it. a daddy's girl, and, so, by and daddy, she doesn't she know her dad at all. So her dad is my dad. You know what I mean? So us three Which is within another the same dynamic home. for you too is that you do have your bio dad always not always but always trying to reach out establish a connection with you so do you even feel tension that way with like trying to have this connection with your bio dad and like no. your immediate family zero wait what do you mean i have zero? no tension with connection because you don't want to connect with him at all mm. i don't know if i don't want to but we should in this episode <laughs> Lean into it, Kev. No, no, your your toesies in the water right now. Bye, bye, bye. I'm not talking. Oh, you're coping it with comedy. I know this trigger. No, I know this trigger. No, come on, Kev. No, Kev. We got to shoot Rashi the Ratchet. We got a whole bunch of things, but it's long. Ah, ah. Got to stick. Oh, you almost had him, Liz. I gotta go to the bathroom. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Anything, any nope, last words, nope, Joshua? No, everything's good. Thanks Everybody. for having me, guys. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Everybody's Everybody's nice being on this side. Everything is awesome <laughs> when you work together. <laughs> okay, bye. All right. Thank you, Joshua, for joining us today on the Love Hour. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Share with us your stories. If you are an adult child of divorce, we would love to hear your experience. If you identify with any of I want to hear if I'm alone with this situation I'm in right now. Yeah, that I'm tell us in the comments below. Please let us know. Um, Thank you guys so much for joining us until the next time. Bye.